Welcome to the Creative Condition Podcast, the show where I, Ben Talon, illustrator and writer, invite people from the creative industry and far beyond to share their story of creativity, both the nature and the nurture, the chaos and the calm. Creativity is a fundamental pillar of human happiness, something I'm increasingly fascinated by and so often misunderstood. So little by little, I hope to build an archive of fascinating stories, experiences and tips to help you maximise yours. The show is supported by Illustration X. Go and take a look at their incredible global range of illustration and animation portfolios now at illustrationx.com. If you like the music for the show, go and listen to Dirty Freud over on Spotify and all good music platforms now. Entering the last few days of the Creative Condition book kickstart campaign and as part of the build to that finale I wanted to share a little excerpt from a chapter that jumped out during the latest proofread and it's teaching creativity which is part five of the book about education and creativity. Hello and welcome to the show my name is Ben Tallon I'm your host this is the Creative Condition podcast how are you doing are you well how is that creativity flowing this week I hope the answer is very well thank you It's freezing here in the UK and I'm well aware that anybody from colder countries is going to be laughing at my claims of freezing but that's what it feels like particularly in this studio. I am sat here in a woolly hat. The heater is on. It's a brave decision to put that thing on with the bills. (laughs) But here we are. It's uh, it's bearable compared to some of the old studios that I've had in the past uh what's going on in your world i hope you're good thank you to everybody who's been a part of the kickstarter campaign so far who has got their advanced copy of the book in the bag 400 pages worth of paperback 10 years worth of work i'm very excited and also slightly daunted by the prospects of what lays ahead for me now we're yet we're into the proofreading so i'm into the second half of the final maybe penultimate proofread you know in every book that I've brought out so far there's been a typo somewhere and that's the same for any author ever in any book I think Um, I've found typos in Stephen King books in classic non-fiction texts it's you know when you're dealing with that body of work it's impossible I think not impossible but near impossible to just catch every single error but that's what's going on at the moment and proofreading is going on typesetting is underway I'm, I'm delighted with the way the book is looking the design of it very text heavy in fact it's exclusively texts um sorry to disappoint any of you visual communicators who want pictures but that's what this book is it's a deep dive into creativity I, I didn't feel like illustrations and graphs and charts had much of a place here so it's very text heavy which is why I'm also working on an audio book for those of you who might prefer to listen while you work or maybe you're not the biggest reader that's fine too I want to cater for any audience with this but a big thank you for all the support because as you might have seen now the Kickstarter campaign has reached the minimum funding goal um, it can all change if people to go in and start pulling uh, refunds on me, then it might yet dip. But as it stands, I am over my goal. The book is going to be funded and all being well for the next few days. That will confirm the release of the Creative Condition book in March 2024. And yes, daunting because of all the things I have to consider as an independent author now without the help of a publisher. But it's all going well. We've got the team in place and I'm incredibly excited to start that 
promotional adventure. Going to be interviewing Stefan Sagmeister live on the Friday night um, in the main room of Festival 2024 in Barcelona next year. April 5th, that's going down. I'm very, very... Um, I guess the same measure is the same measure of being daunted and excited because it's Stefan Sagmeister and we're going on stage and we're having a live conversation in front of a few thousand people. But, you know, I've done this long enough now. I've done live ones in the past. They've gone very well. It's a fun format having a live conversation. So who knows how that's going to go. But I hope well. And I'm going to be doing hopefully some book signings at the festival. So if you're going, get in touch, get involved with the Kickstarter. It's not too late. I know it's funded, but any extra means I can get more copies. It only helps me to get this cause of creativity out to more people. So if you're hovering, please do. Don't be put off by the fact that it's funded. That's the whole thing with Kickstarter. You set a minimum funding goal for what you absolutely need to do. But then if you overfund, it's wonderful because it just gives you that bit more leeway. You know, maybe I can consider getting a couple of hundred more copies of the book printed, which will save money in the long run. Um, who knows what that little extra goes for? But ultimately, it's a transaction. So you are essentially pre-ordering your copy of the book to fund a cause that uh, I hope resonates with you, you know, especially as a listener to this show. So please do spread the word. You can follow my Instagram bio link or you can head on to any of my social channels on LinkedIn and find me constantly shouting about it. Um, no shortage of links out there. Failing that, email me hello at bentallen.com and I will get you a link over. Big thank you to the founding sponsor of the show as ever, Illustration X. You can check out their global range of illustrators and animators now at illustrationx.com. They're a B Corp. They're doing a lot of really valuable, great work in our industry. Big guests coming up. Idler editor Tom Hodgkinson is going to be talking idling and the need for downtime and more fulfilling lives in this fast-paced world in which we live. Very, very, it's a, it's a great one. Really excited to bring that out. I've had uh, Tom in the bag for a while, but I wanted to wait for the right time to release that one. We've got Mara Gaia coming back to the show, who's also been on the show before, a couple of times. A wonderful guy doing great things with his work at the moment. We're going to be talking all kinds of things, including vulnerability, transitioning from a style that doesn't feel particularly personal, that, you know, maybe it's not tapping into your emotional creativity as much as it could and where he's gone since to a point where he's feeling much happier and things are going really great. Recent uh, Picture House mural, absolutely beautiful. Go and have a look on his social media if you haven't seen it already. We've got Christine Pizzo from Design It coming back to talk. Big, large-scale design. Design It had thousands of people worldwide working on major projects in aviation and all sorts, and that's a fascinating chat too. So we've got that one coming up. Got Alex Pask. A uh, judoka, it's a person who performs judo, he's fought at the highest level in world championships with the UK, narrowly missed out on the Olympics recently but we're talking flow states in fight sports and you wouldn't believe how many parallels there are to flow states and creativity, amazing amazing stuff. So very thrilled to bring you all of those episodes and got lots of recordings lined up but today I'm going to read you a little excerpt from the Creative Condition book because like I say, we're on the home straight for the Kickstarter and I want to just give you a little tease. And if you're already involved, if you've already pledged, then I hope this gets you excited and whets that appetite for a, for the book. It's uh, from part five, which is called Teaching Creativity. There are six parts in this book um, and this is chapter 30, an age-old problem. I stole a child's drawing this weekend. There was a local dinosaur-themed event in town and a kid drew a shark. 
The lad was about six, maybe seven, at a guess, and while he drew using the provided pencils, his dad preoccupied by something on his phone oblivious of the art. Without really looking at the final result, the dad issued a vague, automated compliment, then said they needed to get going, and set off. His son hashed out the final bits of colour at speed, flung down the crayon, then legged after him. It never crossed the boy's mind to keep the drawing. As they vanished from the market square, I crept over and picked it up. Just a tablet-shaped outline with two rows of jagged teeth, a grey scribble on the body, pink in the mouth, blue in the sea, and a tiny plane flying overhead. My head spun, looking for someone to come and bear witness to this mastery with me. Do you know how many lecturers, art directors, designers, illustrators, and artists have spent hours teaching, learning to draw with such stripped-back power, such economy of line? A lot. Trust me. It took my college tutors one and a half years to knock the perfection out of me and set me on my way to something better. It's true that your five-year-old could do this, but you couldn't and didn't, did you? Want to know why? Schools, workplaces, your mates and well-meaning loved ones will nudge or shove you towards the mirage of perfection. Nothing more than a seductive illusion leading you further from what feels right to you in your guts. Adults will stand and coo over a hyper-realistic painted portrait when it might be argued that a photograph does a better job of hyper-realism with a snap of the shutter. Perfection in art is a false prophet. A parent will tell a kid how their drawing could be better or steer them away from it entirely as they slowly abandon that invaluable flippancy and willingness to fuck up that makes the superb shark drawing breathe. Then it's the pursuit of feeding expectations, stability, prestige and a fat pension. I stole the drawing not from the child, but from the jaws of the recycling bin. The kid forgot the work the second he finished the masterpiece. I claimed it to put on my studio wall so that every time I start to overwork my art, I am reminded just how good it could be, how much better we all could be if we just let go. It wasn't too long after this that I watched my own two-year-old daughter talking to her mum, widening her arms to full wingspan and saying, long arms. She then hopped off her mum's knee, strode across our kitchen to the chalkboard easel, picked up two chalks, one in each hand, and began recreating the motion, the chalks now creating an abstract ribcage of blue and yellow. As she did this, she muttered the words, long arms. My mouth hung open, awed by her act of expression, her instinctive, almost unconscious translation of an idea into an image. It has taken me 22 years of creative education and time spent working professionally in the arts to gain full appreciation for the essential, flowing and powerful creativity she showed us. Knowing that this vibrant blooming flower that grows in all of us in our formative years is likely to wilt when it's laughed off as child's play or meaningless nonsense by a staggering majority of adults is a problem in so many education systems around the world with roots that are hundreds of years old. Creative education begins at birth. A person's basic personality is preloaded with all of its tendencies and idiosyncrasies and the complex world we are raised in shapes it. Once we are out of nappies, every day requires creativity to problem solve and survive. This is a never ending process, right through to death. I found myself wondering about the boy who drew the shark, whether his father's ignorance might ultimately turn out to be a positive or a negative thing for him. The freedom to create away from watching eyes could be crucial to his development. 
A lack of pressure can be just what some people need to create freely. Encouragement might inadvertently prove to be too much pressure. Truly, there is no way for him or his parents to know. What becomes even more important then, to house creativity's inherent uncertainty and duality, is a framework in formal education that affords young people the time, space and encouragement to explore themselves, to learn how to express feelings, develop what nature gave them, and to turn that uncertainty into life fulfilment. In short, you cannot teach creativity, but you can provide the conditions in which a person can consciously learn how to understand and develop it. In this environment, we are free to experiment and slowly uncover bits of our personality, gaining the practical and general intelligence that determines success in our broader lives, not just through test results earned through knowledge for its own sake. The more we reveal and recognise the better equipped we are to navigate the world and take control of our lives. Sadly, overemphasis on academic intelligence to feed the economic growth leaves no room for this broader education or creative development, failing a significant number of people for whom the school rigidity does not work. In financial and business terms, according to the Department of Digital, Culture, Media and Sport, the UK's creative industry contributed $115.9 billion to the economy in 2019, a 43.6% increase since 2010. This represents more than 6% of the overall UK economy. Then there's a ripple effect. The insatiable global appetite for UK culture brings in business from around the world and attracts a lot of investment in music, art and literature. Along with tourism and students, it attracts from overseas. Then there are business leaders the world over championing and searching for the most innovative and creative minds. So why did the UK government impose a catastrophic 50% funding cut to art subjects at higher education level in July 2021? Why, in 2023, are university courses in the arts being butchered by preposterous do-or-die targets to get over 60% of their students into highly skilled jobs in timeframes as short as six months to one year? The repeated failure to appreciate or allow for creativity's complex nature in order to maximise on its massive potential to benefit all of mankind is a signature evil of a timeless supervillain whose cackling has echoed throughout human history. Our inability to control creativity is something authority has routinely refused to consider as anything other than a problem. Despite creativity's leading role in the arts and the economy, the twinning of artistry and creativity undervalues creativity's place in the fabric of all other walks of life and our human need to practice it. It perpetuates humanity's fear of what it doesn't understand, rampant among parents, that an individual who uses creative thinking and exploration to discern a career path or lifestyle is dancing with financial peril and potentially wasting their time when a career as a lawyer, a banker or perhaps a doctor would pay better and provide more stability. If this were simply a case of making a person with their heart set on a career in sculpture, for example, aware of the hard work, business savvy, perseverance and separate income stream most likely required to reach a place of financial stability in that line of work, then they would be right. And this would be a valid warning. Trust me, I know. Even then, all of the above can be rewarding. Scarcity and financial pressure are un unpleasant, but often extremely beneficial to the creativity, but nobody actively seeks such pressure even when trying to make diamonds. Under capitalism, such stakes are terrifyingly high, so the presence of the word creativity, or the notion of uncertainty, 
is so demonised in education's obsession with leaked tables and test results that it might as well be hissed through black fangs on a forked tongue. This, of course, is passed on to parents who lose sleep over their children's exam results and career choices. But it is unfounded and short-sighted. There's a growing body of evidence to suggest that young people who enjoy time, space and encouragement to explore a broad range of educational stimulus and forms of expression are far likelier to thrive across many subjects. Empowerment, engagement, lateral thinking, collaboration, idea generation, tolerance, street smarts, communication skills and sharper instincts are just a handful of the valuable life skills creativity empowers us with. The benefits are untold. In fact, while recently reading Outliers, a story of success by Malcolm Gladwell, I was delighted to read that there is a threshold when it comes to intelligence and its value in life success. The example given is that above an IQ of about 120, 115 being the intelligence required to undertake a reasonably competitive graduate programme successfully, intelligence does not really translate into any advantage in our lives outside of academia. It is from here upwards that personality, confidence, adaptability, empathy and other skills will play a far greater role in our success. Gladwell highlights that many Nobel Prize winners triumphed with far less intelligence than other geniuses, in part because of their creativity. I hope you enjoyed that, guys. That's just an excerpt from chapter on creative education it's a major one in the book it's um it's a constant theme that comes up throughout the failings of um our perception of creativity particularly in education and business and um how we get better in that and that's from the creative condition which you can now still back on kickstarter until monday the 5th of december when the campaign ends or is it the fourth more anyway whatever monday is <laughs> Um, get on it you can get your advanced copy of the book is the only chance you will get to be a founding named contributor in the book that's a perk reserved only for the kickstarter backers because they're helping me to fund the book get the project off the ground and reach more people with this pursuit of elevating creativity in our society and culture i hope you enjoyed the show big thank you to the founding sponsors illustration x you can check them out and their global range of illustrators and animators at illustrationx.com take care some big guest episodes coming up between now and christmas have a good one <laughs>